quick warning before we begin. This episode briefly mentions suicide. Be advised if you find that subject difficult. While it does come up, we only briefly mention it. Enjoy the episode. In 1990, the internet as we know it was created, an invention of infinite possibilities and unknown potential. There are now over 2 billion websites currently in existence, a wealth of information, functionality, and social media. However, if you dig deeper, there lies more beneath the surface, the strange, bizarre, and dark corners of the net. Welcome to the Weird Wide Web. Welcome back to two dumb boys explain complicated <laughs> shit on the internet to you. <laughs> also the known Wide as... Web. Yeah! <laughs> the Weird Wide Web. We're back again, baby. Yeah, we're back. And the L looks like a, a sunned uh, chessboard. A sunned chessboard. Is that yeah, is a that fried, a deep fried chessboard? Yeah, 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 that's better. I would, yeah, I would go with that. Checkmate me. <laughs> Call me Robert Fisher. Where is he? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> That's what we're gonna. No, we're not. <laughs> oh God, that would've been a great mystery. But not too much internet there. He was not pretty fucking analog. Too, yeah, what a fucking analog nerd. Fucking nerd. Oh, this is the weird wide web. We're back again. Episode twenty. <gasps> I'm Yale, joined as ever by Niall. Oh, thank you. On our exploration through the weird crevices of the internet <laughs> get deep in those crevices yeah 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 get in there nice and deep there roast myself out <laughs> <laughs> and i think we've got a pretty special episode today because we got ourselves another nile takeover yeah. it, i'm excited i have no idea what we're talking about today yeah and it just so happened to work out that my last takeover was uh-huh. episode 10 stop and now it's episode 20. Yeah. So the next takeover, probably not going to happen. I, <laughs> this was a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll do it, but we'll do the takeover biannually. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a takeover year. Next year is a leap year. Yeah. yeah. So maybe uh, with the next World Cup. Not not this one, the the corrupt one in fucking Qatar. Right, right, right. Yeah, not doing so hot. But I was excited. What are we discussing today? Well, you know, I I brought up a couple of topics: horse fucking, right? Um, end of list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, horse fucking—it's a lot to swallow. Um. Oh God. <laughs> oh wow, Zinger. Yeah. Um, no, so I we have we've this isn't a complete surprise because we have talked about things mm-hmm. previously, like off air for you guys. Off yeah. off off air. In our production meetings. Yes. Um outside the studio. We've had some discussions about different topics that we want to explore. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a couple we could do. Wait. Sorry, wait a second. Get down on the ground! Oh my god, I just got swatted. Wow. uh, Very topical. There's been some recent swattings. They've they've been back. 
yeah back again very topical so i figured for the 20th episode my second takeover yeah weird wide web is gonna get swatted <laughs> that's it we're not gonna talk about the no the, no, no, no we're literally just gonna experience i've it. made three calls already and it i that's what i was looking out the window for i thought they were here already yeah oh they were gonna swing through the window these jersey response times are terrible <laughs> They're all corrupt. <laughs> so I'm I'm very happy. Obviously, uh, a, a fried from the a fried. Uh, I'm fried. <laughs> um, aside from kind of the sheer terror of me just screaming at you out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, that's you, nothing new. <laughs> that, that is, that is, you quickly caught on though to the topic. Yeah. So I'm assuming you, you got a little prior knowledge. I I am aware of like some swatting incidents. At, some really fucking sad ones and like i know of of the the whole like concept of it and i've definitely read some of the news headlines about it yeah definitely so you want to enlighten our our viewers on just uh you know high high level what what are we saying when we say swatting so we live in a society no (laughs) We live at a time in the internet where live streaming is huge, you know, everybody's fucking doing it. Twitch is big, YouTube streaming, everybody fucking loves streaming. And some individuals just pulling off some real, real fun, goofy, goofy pranks and, you know, calling in, finding out where these live streamers live and calling in to the FBI or the police department live. And basically telling them that they have hostages, are armed, are pedophiles, yada, 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 so that they can, you know, live watch these live streamers be totally fucking terrified as multiple men with machine guns come in and start fucking screaming at them. Most of the time it is fine but there's definitely been a lot of situations where it's not been fine that's very true and that was a great <laughs> overview yale yeah uh whoa i wonder why you lead this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so yes um great explanation of it and perfect kind of ending that there are many different situations where some less harmful than others some yeah. extremely harmful um and what we're going to do today for this episode is explore a few of those. So uh, maybe a little different from our typical kind of surrounded about one story. Yeah. We're going to explore a, a few couple ones with obviously uh, uh, maybe two main ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, Exploring that the really... phenomenon, if you will. Yes. Yeah. And, and try and get down to what, why, how these swatters are, are yeah. acting. Yeah. Let's start with just a kind of simple first swatting story. Mm-hmm. So we're going to begin with Koopa Troopa 787. Mario, man. Well, a couple things, yes. <laughs> so yeah, very Mario name, but he's actually a popular Clash of Clans streamer, which is wild to think that there's streamers of mobile games. Right. Especially and like mobile games from like 2005. Yeah. You know, I, I have a lot of friends who still clash. I know that you clash. I, I, you clashed hard for a long time. I clashed hard college and then afterwards, shout out Basil's Bus. That was our, our clan. Basil's yeah. Bus? Yeah. It, As in like Basil Bub? Basil Bub? No, no, no. Not, not Basil Bub. No, no, no devil nothing here. Satanic? Dude. No. Oh, I got excited. That's another episode. <laughs> no, so uh, our bus driver for soccer games in college was, his name was Basil. Oh, 
and then we were like, oh, we're all on Basil's bus, and then we needed a clan name, so we we're like, oh, that's it, Basil's bus. Yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, so Clash Clans for anyone who doesn't know, pretty pretty easy game that's uh mobile. You can only attack a few times because it's one of those like time regenerative uh move games. Yes, yeah, uh kind of play to or pay to play, mm-hmm. um, collect gems, shit like that. Yeah. But apparently very popular. So the real name of Koopa Troopa 787 is Joshua Peters. And at the time, he was a 27-year-old living at home with his family in St. Cloud, Minnesota. So in 2015, Josh was streaming. Um, he was actually streaming a, a dual stream. So Clash of Clans was the main one. And then in the background, he had RuneScape. Classic. RuneScape's classic. Classic. Can't say anything. I am going to tell you, obviously, but if you had to guess how many streamers a guy who's playing Clash of Clans, or sorry, viewers, mm-hmm. how many viewers he would have when he was streaming Clash of Clans and RuneScape at the same time? Probably like probably like a grand, I would say, if he's one of the top, more top. Yeah. Like, RuneScape is pretty big. Like, there's a pretty large community still for that game. Yeah, I don't no. know how big the Clash of Clans community is, but... No. Yeah, and I would say he, he is one of the top streamers for that. Um, so, reportedly, at the time of the incident, uh, this is what came up, and it's hard to believe, uh, close to 60,000 viewers. Oh! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so many people watching a fucking mobile game. Like, it's what's crazy to me is that, like, like what you want. I don't like. I'm not gonna judge. Like, I like play mobile games. They're super fun. But as far as going for like streaming, like that game is very much based on like I do a thing and then I wait. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's not much like there's a little strategy, but a lot of it is click. Yeah, there's totally strategy, but there's like a lot of waiting. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, yeah, 2015, 60,000 viewers apparently watching his stream. Um and police received a call that someone was shot and a woman was being held at gunpoint at his residence. So at some point during the stream, you can hear the faint sound of a young boy yelling in the background. And then Josh quickly moves one side of his headset to the side and leans closer to the door. He then quickly rips off his entire headset, places it on the desk in front of him. And then he says, hey, I'll be right back, guys. So he exits the room quickly and apparently proceeded to run downstairs to find his 10-year-old brother just inside of the front door next to 10 SWAT team members, all with their guns drawn at the little brother. So this is what he went down to after being swatted. He then returned to the stream 15 minutes later after he left and came back clearly in distress. And he actually gave a teary-eyed plea directly to whoever made the SWAT call. And what I'm going to show you right now is that plea that he made. I see you posting my address. I had pleas point a gun at my little brothers because of you. They could have been shot. They could have died. Because you chose to swat my stream. I don't give a shit about what you have against me or what I did to you. For that, I'm I'm at a loss for words. Your gripe is with me. So let it be with me. But do not involve my family in any way, shape, or form with this. They don't deserve that. 
He's 10. He is 10 years old. And he had 10 police officers pointing a gun at him because he was at the door. Don't ever let this happen again. Please, I beg you. I would die for them. If I loved letting something like this happen again. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking... That's so sad. I never, like... I never get... <laughs> Advertisement. <laughs> I, I... I never get the motivation behind swatting. Like, it's not fucking funny. There's, like, nothing... There, it, well, no. <laughs> that is not funny. Oh, it's like an extreme ding-dong ditch. No. Kind of. You're just dinging and yelling murderer and calling the cops. I guess. But it's like... I mean, it's one thing outside of the U.S., but... <laughs> If you're in another country, yeah, the swatting hilarious. Do they even have SWAT team members? They call like their local uh, militia to come in. You get the Minutemen coming in, trying, (laughs) trying. Hey, we heard we got a call. Yeah, it's 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 fucking crazy, man. I wanted to start with that for a reason because it's kind of a a quicker story. There were some news reports that came out afterwards Mm -hmm. and, and did follow up stories with him. But what did you think of the video? Because I don't want to be cynical, but I kind of want to call bullshit. What do you mean? He didn't seem like... Like, dude, that was 15 minutes after seeing SWAT rush his house and and hold up his brothers, essentially. Mm -hmm. It didn't seem like... It seemed a little acted. Mm. He said gripe. Yeah. Who in a a state (laughs) of panic uses the word gripe? It is very soon. Like, I feel like the majority of the go-to reactions is just like, shut the stream off yeah and like go deal with the shit i don't know i have to take it as genuine because i have no other information that's true you know he seemed he seemed genuinely upset i will say yeah he could just i also i gotta factor in like he's gotta be a bit of a weird guy he's streaming clash of clans in runescape yeah so like maybe the emotional cues aren't fully there but yeah I don't know. There was something about it that I watched. I watched it a couple of times too. Mm-hmm. And there was just something that kept coming back to me being like, hmm, I don't know. Which just brings up the whole idea of swatting. Why do it? Yeah. Maybe, why? maybe for fame, because obviously uh, if you put it out that a streamer is getting swatted live, their viewership is going to go skyrocketing because everyone's going to want to see that. In the moment. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which hopefully has residual effect. Uh, like if you're in. In a so bad way of thinking. You're proposing like swatting as a form of like guerrilla publicity. Yeah, exactly. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I don't maybe I'm just cynical. Maybe that's possible. Maybe that <laughs> maybe that's what the first 19 episodes of this fucking <laughs> podcast has done to me. I I don't blame you. Listen, <laughs> I don't blame you at all. <laughs> Be cynical. No, it, it, yeah, it's tough like 
breaking it down individual case to case because like a lot of the swatting i've seen and stuff like that sometimes you even see the actual Mm -hmm. you can overhear conversations and stuff like that so yeah did oh I, i didn't check did that was that reaction posted on his channel? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good. I don't think so. Mm. We'll double check here. Because if it's posted on his channel, then then that's holy 100- fuck! It is. It is. It is. <gasps> oh my god! Okay, okay, see now that changes. That changes a lot. Why? You- Wait, it was posted on February fifth, twenty fifteen, which would have been like very shortly after the incident. Yeah. I mean, so like there's two scenarios for that. One, even in the face of like this traumatizing event, you're still grinding for that content. content. You're grinding for that content. Content. But I will say that that fact that he posted his own swatting reaction to his own channel yes. that throws me that's that's a good point i didn't think about that that throws me um and and the title is swatted clash of clans runescape streamers reaction and it's on his channel it's koopa trooper 787 yeah that throws me i why would you why upload anybody reaction? yeah anybody i've seen just like it's a terrible fucking situation they're usually grateful to be alive they'll like comment about it on their live stream but i don't think i've ever seen somebody post their own reaction to it yeah that throws me off that's a wrench i don't know your instincts were correct maybe maybe we'll see we'll see but unfortunately like many of our mysteries we're just gonna have to uh agree to these people are pieces of shit (laughs) (laughs) The reason I started with that one, obviously, it's kind of a, is he telling mm-hmm. the truth? Is he not? Gives you the general idea of swatting and, and what happens right. on live streams. But also brings up a question to me that was, maybe there are different motives for swatting. Maybe people are doing it, obviously, trying to be funny. Maybe people are, are self-doing it for promotion. Or maybe, what, what if people are calling it and hoping for something good out of it? So, like, what would be an example of a good swatting? I quite literally can't think of one. I was trying to think of this, and I was hoping, like, maybe there's something online. I, there's no fucking way. Uh, and then I realized it's just called a regular police call. Right, right. right. <laughs> it's called witnessing a crime. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, you're not swatting somebody. It's no. just being a good Samaritan. Yeah, you're reporting a crime that's going on. <laughs> I literally like tossing with myself for 30 minutes uh-huh. being like wait there gotta be good examples of this no it's just <laughs> you're just doing your civic duty and calling in the crime right yeah it's not really swatting it's swatting in a sense yeah uh yo, <laughs> yo which fucking which one which one of you fucking badass motherfuckers just swatted mar-a-lago <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no. Uh, I did search for something though, mm-hmm. and the only thing that came up, which I, I don't agree, is necessarily a good thing. So this streamer, White Boy Seventh Street. Okay, this is his name. He was swatted and then actually arrested. Well, because he put his fucking street name well, that, in his. Yeah, I mean, in his username. There's only so many avenues. Like, they'll get <laughs> Seventh it eventually. Street? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so he was actually swatted and then arrested because the officers who swatted him found 30 grams of marijuana. Ah, yes, that incredibly deadly substance that's been decriminalized. Gotcha. Yes. So um, that happened. 
So like, I mean, 30 grams initially like thought is like, it's a good amount, but it's not crazy. That's not crazy about it at all. No, it's, it's like a good, like if, if you walk into someone's room and see that on their on a table, like, oh, you're going to be like, oh, that's a good amount of weed. It's not going to be like drug dealer. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I kind of looked it up and then actually uh, in Canada now, because mm-hmm. it's legalized on domestic flights, you're allowed to bring up to 30 grams of weed on you. There you go. Enough to bring on a plane. Yep. Yeah, it turns out it still wasn't a good swap. Not a good swatting. <laughs> so, uh, to go back to your uh, initial thought, mm-hmm. yeah, n- couldn't find a single instance Not of good swatting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all spiteful and like just trolls online. All right, so then I also saw another thing that came up, uh, which we won't dive into. Celebrities being a, a big target mm-hmm. as well as streamers. That makes sense. So there's a long list of of celebrities who have been swatted in their residences and stuff the most popular one i think is is ashton kutcher interesting he was swatted he got punked he got punked he got punked by the swat <laughs> and i don't believe he was home but his landscapers and kind of crew that was working on the property were actually held at gunpoint by the swat team right um because it got called in that it was a hostage situation and there's a few others of those i think that's the most popular tom cruise mm-hmm. um one actually, I don't know if I put it down. Tom Cruise or his residence got a call in, and half of the Beverly Hills Police Department, like their force, was called to go there just because of his notoriety. They didn't want bad publicity. So, a lot of these events, obviously, like funny and shit, but it's costing a lot of money and diverting resources. Totally. And maybe not the best. Objectively, like watching from the top of the hill. I, I would chuckle. I, I, I'm being honest. I would chuckle. I, at least you're being honest. I don't find it funny at all. I don't condone this at all. No, no fuck no. It's terrible. But Do, pretty funny, I, guys. It's, no, it's not. How dare you? I'll fucking bite you on this. <laughs> it's terrible. It's traumatizing for the fucking streamer. It's potentially dangerous to them. And for the most part, in like interviews I've seen, like the cops are fucking pissed too. I know that I've heard one streamer talk about it. Thankfully, like they just knocked on the door. They were in L.A. And he says that the cops in that area are actually accustomed to it Mm. because there's a lot of like celebrities, personality types in there. So they get a lot of these false calls. So they just knocked on the door, didn't like break in or bust in and stuff like that. And he said he was trying to explain to them. He's like, oh, I'm a live streamer. Like this happens. They get all that. So the one of the cops just told him to get a new job. It's like, what? Why, why is it on me? <laughs> like, Oh my God. Yeah. So it's fucking insane. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. I, I remember I saw a video where one time like the streamer explained everything and it's on stream and the cops in the room and he's just like, Hey, like, no, this is like, you're on stream. And mm-hmm. so the cop comes over and like waves at the stream. And then he's just like, guys, stop doing this. He's just like, this is dumb. Yeah. No, again, it's a waste of fucking money Yeah, and resources. Obviously. So terrible things can happen, but. Let's get into our first story, because of these incidents that have happened that are terrible wasting resources, no one's mm-hmm. gotten hurt yet. Well, let's find out if someone gets hurt. I know for a fact they will. <laughs> <laughs> the setup of the century. So this is going to bring us to our, our first main story, which involves Tyran Dobbs. It's February 17th, 2015. Tyran Dobbs, 20 years old, is playing an unknown online game with Zach Lee. 26 years old and an argument breaks out but it's really unknown yeah i couldn't find it anywhere interesting i don't know how um, Anyways. <laughs> just an unknown online game mm-hmm. 
Lee then reached out to Robert McDade, who's from Coventry in the UK. And McDade is 21 years old. So Lee actually texted him through an online telephone service, which I didn't know was like a popular thing. Mm -hmm. I thought I was like, oh, maybe they're referring to like Twitter or something. But no, they meant legit online telephone service. So Lee, scammers use. Yeah. So Lee texted him, I guess like an early, what, Discord type of thing? Uh, in a way, yeah. Make it simple. So Lee texted McDade saying, I have someone I need swatted. And it was spelled S-W at symbol T-T-E-D. McDade responded saying, I'll do it when I'm up. So Lee gave McDade the address of Tyrone Dobbs. And the following day, McDade called the Maryland Coordination and Analysis Center's terrorism hotline making hostage claims. Claiming to be armed with a gun and several bags of explosives, he said that he would kill three hostages unless $15,000 was delivered in a red bag to his address. Taking the threat seriously, armed police raided Dobbs home. They rushed into his family's house, yelling for Tyron. His father, Tom, and his cousin were both downstairs and assured the officers there was no hostage situation going on in the house. They said the so-called hostage taker is actually asleep in his room. Officers ignored the family's pleas and rushed into Tyran's room. Upon opening the door, officers shot the 20-year-old between the eyes and in the chest with rubber bullets, breaking bones in his face and bruising his lungs. Images taken from the hospital after the incident show him with a heavily swollen, bruised, and cut face. And here's that. Jesus fucking Christ. Sleeping. Like he was in bed. He was in bed. What a fucking threat. Yeah. So shortly after police arrived at the address, Lee, the original guy who gave the information, allegedly posted on his Facebook account, love my team. After realizing their error, investigators said they traced the call to Robert McDade in the UK. It took two years for McDade to be indicted and charged in the US with three offenses, including conspiracy, conspiracy to provide false information and hoax, and aggravated identity theft along with Zach Lee from Maryland. Zach eventually pled guilty in 2018 and was sentenced to two years in prison for this. And McDade still couldn't get any more information on what happened to him. And this is one of the things that comes up when actual damages happen from this swatting, is there's not necessarily the right laws or ways to go about it, especially because it goes across so many jurisdictions. It's someone from the UK calling someone who asked in Maryland to call someone in Illinois. Like it's, there's so much going on. But as we talked about with a lot of the resources being burned, this particular swatting incident caused over 40 officers to respond to the Dobbs home and remain there for over two and a half hours, which ended up costing Howard County Police Department over 10 grand for a single call of swatting. It's fucking insane. It is, I will say, it. I feel like this is, on the rarer side that the callers were actually identified and prosecuted mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, I feel like it's, it, it's some online fucking dude and you just like, there's no repercussions. Yeah. You know, exactly. That's one of the things like the anonymity of it. Yeah. But that also talks to why did he reach out to this dude in the UK? Yeah. He didn't want to do it himself. So he reached out to this guy being like, Hey, I need someone swatted. Which actually goes perfectly into what I have written here, (laughs) which discusses uh, swatters for hire. Is that a thing? Whoa. There are known swatters that people contact because they don't want to do it themselves, like we saw with McDade and Lee. 
So how did these swatters become known? Known swatters? This is a fucking profession? Ooh, what? Did I do my research? <laughs> so this is going to bring us to uh, the longest and, and most infamous story of, of swatting here. Mm-hmm. December 28th. Someone didn't get the right present for Christmas. 2017. Shane uh, Gaskill, online gamertag, Miracle, but like M-I-R-U-H-C-L-E, whatever. From Wichita. 19 years old. And then Casey Vayner, who's 18 from Ohio, online gamer tag Vaporizer, were playing COD World War II online. So obviously, we're very familiar with COD. Mm-hmm. And just sidetrack because it's important. What's the best COD? I've thought about this a lot. It's like nostalgia wise, it's the first Modern Warfare. Like nostalgia wise, yeah. But I think like gameplay mechanic wise, probably Modern Warfare Two. Oh God, we're so on. <laughs> oh! But like nostalgia wise, and what I think of like when I think of Call of Duty, it's the original Modern Warfare. Yeah. There was so much time spent in that, but but Modern Warfare Two definitely like gameplay wise mm-hmm. is probably the best one. Yeah, that's all right. Fuck, give me that. Listen, come on. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, come on, guys. It's been back. twenty episodes. Uh, I think yeah, you know what to expect. We here. like each other uh, a little bit. Anyway, let's get back to this tragedy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> damn, martyrdom. <laughs> so, anyways, they're playing um, God uh, World War Two, which it was pretty good to go back in time too. So, however, for this game between the two, the stakes were a little higher than usual because they were actually playing connected through UMG Gaming. That was a website that allowed wagering money through online tournaments. Mm. So this game in particular was for a massive dollar and 50 cents. Big stakes. High stakes. Yeah. Make or break. That's a lot. Uh, I deduced that they were playing hardcore team deathmatch because Shane accidentally shot Casey's player and they were on the same team, leading them to lose the game and the prize money for that game. So they took to Twitter and had an argument over the game afterwards. One insult led to another, and eventually led to Casey saying he's going to swat Shane. Shane then said, do it, and put down his address on Twitter. And the address he used was 1033 West McCormick Street, Wichita, Kansas. Only. That's not his address. At least, it isn't anymore. So before we get further into that story, I learned a little from Yale, which is, give him a little tease and then pull it back. (laughs) So we're going to go into, how do you swat someone? How do you find the person who will do it for you? As we mentioned, there are swatters for hire. So before we get into the, the full details, let me introduce you to Tyler Barris. Here, just to start off, I'm going to give you a, a resume of all of his swatting. So initially, started with swatting gamers playing online. Then he called in bomb threats to several schools across the LA area. Then continuing to find new levels, his next call forced the evacuation of a convention center where an online gaming competition was happening. Major evacuations were not enough fun without attracting more attention. He then targeted the news network KABC-TV during a live broadcast. The evacuation was seen live by viewers in the region. And his most daring call was actually a threat that led to the evacuation of the FCC hearing on net neutrality. Damn. I mean, douchebag, but impressive resume. (laughs) I mean... Absolute fucking mm, maniacal asshole, but... Yeah. You know, put in the work. (laughs) I mean, it's... He didn't didn't just stop at one rung. He, He said... Yeah. What's next? Where's the top of this ladder? See? Before the incident... That, that I was referring to from the COD game. He served 16 months in LA County Jail for his uh, false bomb threats. And then 
he was also wanted by police in Florida for calling approximately 30 other bomb threats. Is this guy U.S. based? So he is U.S. based. Wild. Known. Uh, I believe he's from, it might be later on, but I believe he's from California, like the L.A. area. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so he was known before just being this like anonymous guy. He had served time, um, obviously done these different threats and stuff, and was wanted by other jurisdictions because, like we said, you make a call and it can affect all these different states and cities. Yeah. Uh, atop of his resume, obviously pretty distinguished. Even if you're an assassin, you're probably getting paid pretty good money for, for your assassinations, right? Sure. You know, if you guys want to know uh, how the black market works, and uh, we, we can tell you the market fees for all of this stuff. What he charged was uh, 20 to 50 bucks to SWAT. <laughs> so he, he was charging kids allowance money to, to get swatted? Basically, what would have happened, and I'm thinking in our days, that we would have played COD, uh-huh. gotten extremely mad at someone, and as just does. festered in us for a week as we skipped lunch at school and collected our lunch money. And by the end of the week, if we were still that pissed off, we could have had this guy calling a bomb threat. Yeah. I mean, but to miss out on grilled cheese days? <laughs> That's tough. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, dog? Barely baked cookies? Ugh. I'll save this wine for another time. <laughs> I'm too hungry. So so he was kind of one of the more popular and infamous um, swatters for hire. That's crazy. He did keep it somewhat anonymous. He, he used 11 different Twitter handles to have conversations and... and collect the money and, and kind of facilitate this whole thing. Uh, but his best known one that he never changed, surprisingly, he wouldn't like use one and then delete it. His best known one that he continued to come back to was uh, SWAT-tastic. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> SWAT-tastic? Yeah. His, first of all, I mean, I was already hung up on the fact that he was just doing this through fucking Twitter. Oh, yeah. There are so many more like anonymous and private fucking things that you could communicate with. Twitter? Yeah. With SWAT in your just, fucking just name? No, no, not, not just SWAT. SWAT-tastic. You gotta know you're, you're dealing with the best. Oh, that blows my fucking mind mm-hmm. that he got away with this for so long. Yeah. So he, yeah, he, he was a known swatter for hire that people reached out to regularly. And this is what happened in, in this particular incident where he got reached out to. On the night of December 28th, how did Tyler make the call? And whose address was it actually that I left you so dearly hanging onto the cliff? Edge of my seat. Yeah. Using a voiceover IP through the free Wi-Fi provided by a South L.A. library, Barris called the Wichita Police Department because the call was transferred to the library and then from Wichita City to 911. The dispatcher believed that the call was coming from the Wichita area. Not even using anything online. He literally went to the local library and then just had like a call transferred to that library and then to 911. Jeez. So nothing even crazy. But maybe, you know, simplicity is... is 50 bucks, huh? Yeah. That's what 50 bucks gets you. Yeah, he goes to a library. The call was from someone named Brian. Not Swatastic. Okay. Just, just Brian. Yeah. So um, he was saying he was at the address of 1033 West McCormick Street. Said he'd shot his dad in the head and was holding his mother and brother hostage. 1033 West McCormick Street 
used to be Shane Gaskill's home, so when he provided it, but it was now occupied by the Finch family, specifically Andrew Finch, his mother, uncle, aunt, niece, and nephew. Police responded to the call and set up a perimeter surrounding the house with 13 officers. So after a bunch of noise outside and obviously the lights on the house, Andrew Finch opened the door and stepped outside to the officers. Within seven seconds, an officer across the street from 67 yards away shot one round from his AR-15. Tyler was still on the phone with 911 for 16 minutes after the shot. So he listened to the entire thing go down. Andrew's cousin, who lived with him at the time, was actually at a friend's house um, and had no idea what was going on. However, his niece, Adelina, was upstairs. As officers searched the rest of the house, they opened up her bedroom door slowly with guns pointed. She was sitting up on the bed with headphones, uh, oblivious to what was going on around her. She turned toward the door as the officer rushed in. Luckily, there was no incident. But she was taken downstairs and out the front door, having to step over her uncle's body on the way out. An ambulance was on scene and was told to hang back while the family was detained, which took approximately 10 minutes. No one attended to Andrew as he struggled to breathe on the ground by the door. The original asker of, of swatting, Shane, messaged Swatastic on Twitter, said, This shit has me dying. They showed up to my old house. Andrew was finally taken in the ambulance to nearby St. Francis Hospital, where he was pronounced dead 17 minutes after being shot. Later, Shane messaged Tyler again, saying, You guys need to delete everything. This is a murder case now. In the following days, an online detective, uh, Miko Hayes, reached out to Swatastic directly. And Swatastic provided a screenshot of the conversation he had with Shane, showing all of the messages. And really, that wasn't just to provide the information. It was more of his idea that he was showing he wasn't at fault. So even though he made the call that led to this murder, he thought Shane is the one who provided the address. He's the one who bears all the responsibility. Yeah, that's not true. He's definitely at fault, too. Just gonna shove that in there. Yeah, no, you're definitely at fault, asshole. No, yeah, he's fucking terrible. Yeah, he's you an fucking asshole. facilitated it. It's the worst. So, um, yeah, just heavy shit from this one thing. Like, yeah, completely unrelated family mm-hmm. being just tormented by this hot-headed fucking gamer kid. Yeah, that's fucking. It's so sad. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, and the worst is, yeah, the way Tyler the swatter. Uh, just goes about it is obviously this weird swagger because he's done it a bunch of he's put in bomb threats before he's gotten a congressional hearing like like all this stuff that shows up just just showing how fucked he is yeah so i'm I'm happy this guy miko hayes who is just this online detective who happened Mm -hmm. to go in Continued reaching out to Swatastic to try and get more information. He continued to ask questions and dive deeper in his conversation. He asked, how did you get into swatting? And Swatastic, Tyler, responded, I got swatted once. He then asked, oh shit, well what happened? And Swatastic's response was, well I didn't die, lol. What? What a wild... So, uh, that's... I'm, I'm fucking speechless. Like, I, I, that's insane. So he was swatted. Does that mean, was he a live streamer? I don't know. That would be right. interesting. Because, I mean, he doesn't have to be. Sometimes, like, people just get swatted just because another person, like, spites them. But mm-hmm. that's fucking wild, man. Was this guy, like, caught? And Oh, we'll have to see. Oh, God. Edge of my seat. Uh, edge of your seat. 
Yeah. It's wild though to hear like kind of villain origin stories. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was it. He goes, it's almost like he wanted to turn the blank where he was like, oh, I got swatted once. And then you're like, okay, maybe that, there's no justification, but maybe a little more understanding. And then he asks the next question. He's like, oh, I didn't die like that guy. Like, okay, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. You had your chance. You're gone. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. How is that the response? How do you get swatted? You're like, I think I can make money from this. Yeah, I can make $20. This is one of the, the good things we see, of course, also over a bunch of stories we've done, is the helpfulness of these online detectives and people who take it on themselves. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of awesome to see that. And then next up, after Miko Hayes, we had Keemstar. So Keemstar... Fucking hate that guy, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> he actually did an interview with Swatastic. Interesting. After this incident. It just showed like his Twitter handle, his profile picture, and it was a, a live interview that was done mm-hmm. um, and recorded and shown. Investigators were actually watching this, trying to figure out the story. Uh, and they watched this interview, and, and actually an investigator was in the LA County Police Department watching it on his phone uh, and recognized the voice right away of Swatastic as Tyler Barris. Whoa. Due to his other previous threats and right. 16 months in jail. During the interview, someone also tweeted that they know the guy who did this swatting was also responsible for the KABC TV bomb threat. Damn. So all this evidence started coming together and, and to light from this interview. The cops easily had their main suspect. They went to the address on his ID to stake him out. He came outside and started walking downtown. Police got out and followed him on foot. He then entered the South Los Angeles Library, his known stopping ground. The cops eventually followed him in, surrounded him, and arrested him inside the library without incident. So I'd like to think maybe he could have been going back in to do another swap. Hey, yeah, like on the road to another. Didn't learn his lesson, clearly. Yeah. Because like in all of his resume, none of all of those like were incident free for the most part. Yeah. I feel like. I mean, well, like. No physical harm to anyone. Yeah, no deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah. It definitely seems like he was on the way. He doesn't strike me as like a just hang out in the library kind of dude. No. At all. No, I don't think so. Yeah. With the swatter in custody, someone then released the name of the officer who shot Finch. His name was released as Justin Rapp because a lot of controversy is held up over, obviously, you think the terrible swatting and the shooting but why was he shot? Right. So the issue there is it, there's actually body cam footage mm-hmm. on YouTube, and it's a little grainy, and you can kind of see stuff, but really it's that initially this police officer, Justin Rapp, reported that he saw Andrew Finch come outside. They were yelling at him to put his hands up. He initially put his hands up, and then he said that he put his hand down into his waist, and that's when he released the shot. Mm-hmm. Body cam footage shows the exact opposite of that. He's being yelled at and immediately puts his hands up, gets yelled at again, puts his hands up higher, and then is shot. Becomes more compliant and is shot. Yes. Hmm. wonder what skin color he was. <laughs> I think he was um, Latino. Huh. Anyways, seems unrelated. Yeah, definitely not. Mm-hmm. South LA? No way. No way. <laughs> no way, Jose. No fucking way. <laughs> Bullshit. Same thing. Literally our only other incident with another shooting. Thankfully, rubber bullets. Yes. Person of color. Black guy. Crazy. Yes. Crazy. 
Very couldn't weird. be a pattern there or anything. No. Anyways. But so this is like a little aside here from obviously the terrible swatting. Mm-hmm. This officer, Justin Rapp, he was an officer with military training and was on the job for seven years. He was actually even featured on Cops multiple times. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. So the internet detectives that had been working this case later found out he was also involved in two prior deadly shootings. So the Wichita Police Department apparently has a history of not providing information to the public after such incidents, and it's for a good reason. They have an 11 times higher than the national average rate for deadly police shootings. Jesus fucking Christ. So they refuse to share information other than what's constitutionally uh, viable, and they kind of just shoo away the rest. Right. And for our international listeners... An 11 times higher may not sound higher, but in a fucking country that <laughs> loves cop shootings, that's fucking high. Yeah. I mean, I think 11 times sounds high no matter what. It's true. It does. <laughs> Especially when it comes to fucking shooting. That's people. pretty high. If you go from an inch, yeah. 11 times higher, is you're in a foot. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a great analogy. Right? Yeah. So for you international listeners who, who are on the metric system... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> right. Even more interestingly to this entire case, given when it came out, it, w- it was like late 2017, mm-hmm. um, and-, and when this detective work was going on in 2018, pretty popular movie came out called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Whoa. So that movie came out, and that involved kind of a, a corrupt cop Mm-hmm. And someone looking for answers to the death of someone they loved. Yeah, it's a good movie. Great movie. Yeah. That movie coming out actually inspired a group of activists, including Miko Hayes, our original internet detective, to rent billboards in Wichita, Kansas, calling for justice. Wow. They put up billboards with uh, Justin Rapp's name on them, calling for justice, calling for a formal uh, investigation into this shooting, putting up statistics, things like that. Right. It's third incident. Come on. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, like the movie, more tragedy was soon to follow. On January 11th, uh, a year and two weeks after the death of Andrew Finch, uh, his niece, Adelina, who was the one swarmed in and, and had to be walked downstairs over his body, she unfortunately uh, ended up committing suicide and shot herself in the head. Ugh. Her boyfriend found the body and later also committed suicide. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. Three deaths uh, essentially can be connected to this one incident of swatting. Oh, God. Fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, it's, it's a very sad incident. And after all of the activists' work, no charges were filed against Officer Rapp for his shooting. Tyler Barris, however, though, was found and pled guilty. He was sentenced to 20 years in Arizona prison. And these charges include cyberstalking resulting in death, conspiracy to make false reports, wire fraud, making threats or death or damage to property by fire, false information and hoaxes, and involuntary manslaughter. I have to say, fucking being the cynical, pessimistic person I was, I was not expecting 20 years. I was expecting like mm. five, seven years. I'm thankful. That it like it actually seems like a viable fucking punishment. Yeah, but you also think, what was he twenty something? So mm-hmm. he's out in like his forties. Yeah, right. It's more punishment than I than I expected no, though. Yeah. So no, no, no. <laughs> my I, expectations are so fucking low. No, I think that's good. And 
Also, the, the thing you'll notice is um, a lot of these charges are kind of skating around the fact. He fucking called the police, lied about it, and it ended up killing someone. Right. And all of these are like cyber stalking or right. uh, a, a hoax. Uh, and there's nothing like Night. definitive to, to charge these people with when they like do Like a it. fucking involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. He was actually also sentenced to five years of supervised release to run concurrently to the other sentences uh, after making the bomb threats to the FBI and the, the FCC in 2017. Good. Fuck this guy. So that was good that they, they were able to kind of add that on. Additionally, he was also ordered to pay $5,000 of restitution to the Kansas Crime Victims Compensation Board, which paid the same amount to the Finch family to cover funeral costs. So he was basically made to pay for the funeral costs. Oh, at least some of them. So Vayner, the one who originally called or, or contacted Swatastic, he received a 15-month prison sentence in September 2019 after a long two-year legal battle. Um, and eventually he pled guilty to conspiracy and obstruction of justice. Two of the people involved um, were actually held accountable, mm -hmm. which is kind of a great step from our earlier conversations where it was pretty anonymous and no one could really figure out who did totally. it. Totally. 15 months is a fucking joke though, but yeah. That that is over a dollar 50 fucking a dollar 50 that caused three lives. Yeah. Then finally Gaskill, who's the one who provided his old address. Um he actually also struck a deal for deferred prosecution that would allow the charges against him to be dropped. So under those terms, Gaskill's pretrial diversion agreement, it allowed the, the government to agree not to pursue prosecution for at least 18 months. And Gaskill agreed to waive any kind of speedy trial defenses or any of all that shit uh, and pay $1,000 in restitution. This is the guy who was getting swatted but provided a false address. Yes. He was getting prosecuted? Yes. Because ultimately it was him. why? He provided a fake address knowing something like knowing it was going to get swatted that is fucking convoluted it's that a, seems crazy to me that I, uh, it's tough because it but like imagine I'll, I'll try and make it as black and white which obviously it never is uh unless you're from wichita kansas <laughs> imagine like someone hires a fucking assassin to to kill you right you know this assassin is coming for you the assassin doesn't know who you are you tell the assassin oh you're looking for this guy? I know who it is. It's that guy. And then that guy gets killed. Sure. You should have some responsibility. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. It's still crazy to me, but I do... Like, you're involuntarily causing yeah. risks and life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the one thing... I don't know why the fuck... I don't know if it's the names of the words that I always remembered from law school was in, like, torts and even criminal shit um supervening and superseding causes of events mm -hmm. so it's like supervening was there something that intervened to result in this crime or the the outcome so it was like if this person never gave the wrong address would that have ever happened i get it all right yeah no it's yeah it makes sense Still crazy to me, but it makes sense. I mean, I guess he 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 only had to pay a fine, so yeah. So yeah, yeah, he just paid a fine. Um, and essentially, it was like the whole Shakira fucking uh, thing going on, taxes and stuff. It's like a waived sentence where gotcha. you're never gonna serve it, but it's like sure, okay. 
And then finally, in July 2022, uh, proceedings began against Officer Rapp. Nice. Not criminal, though. Fuck. So he faces civil trial because the U.S. Court of Appeals agreed that a family could pursue a lawsuit against a police officer, but not the city, for a fatal shooting of an innocent unarmed man who was targeted in a hoax emergency call. Bullshit. I know. Absolute fucking bullshit. Yeah, so uh, that is the most infamous case of swatting. I was aware of that case. Mm -hmm. It's pretty infamous in terms of like swatting incidents. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know, but I did not know the depth that it went to with these fucking contract swatters and the online investigation sometimes doesn't go, go great, but that's fucking awesome. Cause clearly they did way more than anybody to fucking track this guy down and get him caught. Yeah. It's one of those great, obviously a terrible incident, but as we see, like these online sleuths are very helpful sometimes and, and ended up leading to a 20 year prison sentence and, and everyone being held accountable. Yeah. Except for the officer. That's that's welcome that, to America. A little more than uh, online detectives to to help that. Right. Was this the only incident of a death from swatting? So this brings us to our kind of final story here of an individual getting swatted, and his name was Mark Herring. So in April of 2020, 60 year old Mark Herring was the target of another swatting attack. Herring was an early adopter of Twitter and chose the name at Tennessee because of his love for the state and the Tennessee Volunteers. He received many offers over the years for his handle, but refused to sell. So on April 27th, he and his family were targeted. It began with an anonymous call demanding he sell his Twitter handle, which he firmly denied. Shortly after, spontaneous pizza deliveries were made to his daughters in Mark's name. They called and texted him with no response. His son-in-law thought this was strange and called Mark's girlfriend who lived with him. She said, Everything is not okay. I'm in the back of a cop car and have to go. A call had been made to local police saying a man killed a woman and was now at Herring's residence. The police shut down the street and surrounded his house. A concerned neighbor of his, just outside the yellow tape perimeter, asked police what was going on. She was quickly told to go inside because a suspected killer was on Mark's property. Being a concerned neighbor, she proceeded to call and warn Mark about the killer on his property. Mark grabbed his gun and went outside to see if there was a killer hiding in his property. To his surprise, he was met with a swarm of police outside his house. Police asked if he was Mark Herring and yelled to put his hands up. The original call had identified Mark as the suspected killer. He threw the gun away and put his hands up. As more police approached, Mark collapsed outside of his home. He had suffered a heart attack that would prove fatal. So months later, his daughters were given information from online detectives about a man named Steve Sonderman. There was evidence of his messages on Discord providing the names and addresses for the Herring family members. Sonderman has been charged with wire fraud, conspiracy, interstate communication of threats, false information and hoaxes, and conspiracy. Sonderman reportedly had six other victims he was working across the country. Yeah. So... Obviously terrible what these people do in taking people's information and kind of another instance of a known swatter with multiple victims going on. But uh, also nice to see like the good internet detectives kind of coming in in the background to, to make sure these people get caught and these families have some closure. Yeah, some kind of fucking justification. No. Closure? Some kind of closure, yeah. yeah. 
justification. Yeah, Tennessee. I mean, it's a popular Twitter handle. Yeah, what do you, what yeah, do you yeah. expect? I can't believe that there's these like fucking swatting hitman that exists. Yeah. Essentially, it's fucking insane to me. Swat man. man? Swat man. It's not fun. <laughs> oh, suffers a heart attack. I I was imagining much worse. Yeah, went outside thought, with a fucking gun, man. Yeah. Woo. I, when I was reading that, it was like <laughs> I was gripping my seat. Re- I was yeah. like, oh, oh no. The cops just again not the best work. Yeah. Telling the neighbor, there's a suspected killer on your neighbor's property. Go inside. Yeah. Okay. Let me call him. He's my friend and neighbor. Hey, there's a killer on your property. And he goes, fuck, let me get my gun. And this also fucking brings up to me, everybody, like, take your internet security serious. Yeah. It's seriously, like, it's so easy for some of these people to find out information. Take every precaution you fucking can to obscure your information online because people are bad and they will do bad shit with it they will like to think being like a good neighbor it's tough because like the neighbor didn't call i mean eventually they would have went up but also you're in a neighborhood and being like there's a suspected killer living next to you or something you're not Mm. gonna believe it right like yeah what is this fucking cape may in the summer of 84 huh damn doing your own write-up and the Summer of 84 reference. Come on. Fucking hype. Oh, <laughs> killer next door, baby. <laughs> wow. That was, and let me just, I'll just remove that highlighted part from this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Check that box. Yeah. Those were, those were most of the stories that I wanted to highlight a few. Obviously, mm. there, there's some other known, like well-known streamers getting swatted. There was one streamer. Oh. His name was Ice Poseidon. He was a pretty big, like, Twitch streamer, and he kind of cultivated a really awful fucking fan group, Um, and he got swatted all the fucking time, to the point where he actually got banned off of Twitch and, like, can't stream anymore because people were swatting him. He He was a live streamer, so he was, like, out in the world, and people were swatting him, like, in public places and shit like that, so he got shut down. Yeah, it's fucking shitty. If you're thinking about it, don't do it. Also, fuck those guys in this goddamn stories that did all this swatting because they, they're too much fucking pussies to even do it themselves they gotta exactly, call somebody dude. Yeah. that's fucking insane like you can't even fucking commit to the fucking swat you gotta call somebody and pay 50 bucks yeah. or 20 bucks that's fucking insane what a fucking useless person <laughs> I'm, it made me so mad yeah you heard it here first from <laughs> yale gropeman do it yourself all right don't hire someone Stop being a pussy and man up. You want to swat someone? You call 911. Yeah, because at least they can be fucking prosecuted for it. Yeah, unless you go to a library, because apparently if you go to a library, you'll be all right for a few years until you fuck up and you call like a big uh, television or or something like that. But yeah, do it yourself. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it's insane. I can't believe this people exist. And next week, we'll teach you how to make a bomb. (laughs) We're the podcast version of the Anarchist Cookbook. Yeah. Stay tuned. Get some notes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. So I'm happy I got to to kind of walk you through a, a yeah. few of swatting. It got, went way deeper than I ever fucking thought. Right? We got swatted. There are uh, a few sources that were really helpful for this. Obviously, mm-hmm. online, a bunch of sources and news articles. Um, Netflix just came out with an awesome uh, like four-part miniseries of, uh, I forget the name of it, but like fucked up shit on the internet essentially mm-hmm. is the name of it and the first episode was about swatting and specifically about that one incident interesting yeah um so that was 
that was really helpful and it was cool. Yeah, as I was going through kind of the whole swatting thing and and hopefully, I mean, obviously these incidents keep popping up, but uh, like heyday, I think 2015-ish, mm-hmm. 2017, that was, you were seeing a lot of that, yeah. uh, especially with the notoriety and popularity of streaming starting to come up. Now it seems like it's gotten better, so... It's definitely gotten a bit better, I think. Yeah, and um, even you'll see, like, here, there's um, kind of, kind of, is there an end to swatting in sight? In response to um, Finch's death, mm-hmm. the Kansas State Legislature actually approved a bill in March of 2018 to establish creating a false alarm resulting in injury or death as a class one felony. And this carries a prison sentence between 10 and 41 years. So that was one of the first uh, in the country that made the crime of swatting a legit crime that was punishable without having to use these other kind of weird charges. That's great. That's great to hear. Yeah. And then in 2019, Seattle police actually introduced the Rave Facility Program. Uh, so this enabled streamers to register themselves if they feared they were in threat of being swatted. That's fantastic. Yeah. So then the information was then shared with the dispatchers so they could go through and have a better idea they when they were flagged. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's probably even better than like the deterrent of, well, not better, but mm-hmm. I, I think that'll do more to save lives than the fucking like deterrent of the heavy jail time. So cops are rushing it, like being like, this might not be, because you never know that's, that's, and I understand from the cops perspective, like you really never know because it's, you can fuck up 10 times and go to these hoax calls, but it's the one time you don't go to a real call. Totally. And that's the fucking problem. Yeah, for sure. But you need to use rubber bullets or real bullets. Let's check if he's got a headset on. Like, come on. He came out with some kind of cat ear headphones. <laughs> so he shot him immediately. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah. So individual states uh, have kind of taken some measures mm-hmm. to punish swatting. Uh, but the problem is, again, most of these incidents happen across state lines. Yeah. So has the federal government done anything for swatting in particular? No. <laughs> Actually. Oh. oh. <laughs> U.S. Representative Catherine Clark has introduced two bills to Congress, both seeking to amend the federal criminal code to make swatting a felony in itself. So some people have tried to use previous criminal codes. This one was to just, hey, guys, let's make swatting a fucking criminal code. Yeah. New technology, new world, adjusting for it. Just add a fucking law. Makes sense. Sadly, the bills have made little progress and have not even been taken to a vote. uh, No. So no. (laughs) No. However, Representative Clark's campaigning has not gone completely unnoticed. She herself was swatted at her home. (laughs) Fucking Christ. God fucking damn it. Dude, I mean, it was like 1 a.m. Asking for it. Like, really asking for it. I get it. But fuck, man. Yeah, she got got swatted. And it was her husband and her son. And the cops came up, uh, like, without incident. But literally, they got, like, Knocked on the door at 1 a.m., like, had them, like, cops screaming, and they were able to resolve the situation. But just that part, I think, is hilarious that she was, like, trying to introduce this bill, and immediately I mean, people were like, swatter. Really fucking asking for it, honestly. <laughs> but, like, right. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking mad. At least, like, swatter if the bill gets passed. <laughs> like, yeah, right? I mean, it no, because fucking... you can't get charged before it gets passed. No, I know it can't get charged, but like nothing happened. Nothing <laughs> fucking changed. 
God damn it. Oh, yeah. People are fucking infuriating. Like, yeah. that shit's dangerous. <laughs> the, I get the irony of it. It's fucking... It is hilarious <laughs> with her, but because... It's only hilarious because there was no fucking incident. <laughs> oh, that just, that just ties a bow on it to say, hey, the internet's a funny place. It's a fucking cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cesspool. And that's, that's where we're making our money, baby. Yeah. 20 episodes in. Oh my God, so much money. Why is it red? <laughs> wow. What a what a deep dive. I was uh, very, very surprised. There, it like went way deeper than I thought. This whole kind of like world of swatting. I thought it was just a bunch of fucking assholes online. Right. Turns out it's a bunch of assholes online getting paid for it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you could even say there were crevices yeah. uh, that these swatters live in. Ugh, gross. <laughs> You're the one who said the word first. Yeah, it doesn't make it less gross. Ew. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for taking me through that wild fucking phenomenon of grossness. Hey, no problem. And if you want to swat us, stop. Don't. Come on. Do it right now. I'm moving tomorrow. I'm literally moving tomorrow. I will not be here. <laughs> swat us. No. Please don't. We love you. We love everybody. Please don't swat us. No, don't, don't try to swat us. You don't need to. Yeah. It's cool. We're cool. Yeah, we're cool, guys. We're cool. Guys, man. we're not. We did, I didn't name names <laughs> that weren't already named. Right. Just cool. take out billboards for us and not in a bad way, just like three billboards promoting Weird Wild West. <laughs> I thought about it. Uh, would it be like weird, wide, wet, uh, or separate? Wi- or <laughs> Weird, wide, web podcast. <laughs> oh, that would work. Yeah. But then you're dri- if you're driving south to north, it'd be like... Wide podcast, weird, web. Oh, shit. We gotta... Fuck. I just gave that away. We gotta get that other uh, address. <laughs> I think my heart was just slaughtered. Yeah, apparently, by your fucking body. Thank you for taking me through this uh, absolutely just terrible fucking phenomenon that hopefully is in the rearview mirror of the internet, Nile. And if you have a weird story that you want us to dive into, you can email us at weirdwidewebpod at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at weirdwidewebpod. You can hit us up on Twitter at Weird Wide Web Pod, and you can search us on YouTube at Weird Wide Web. Yeah. And uh, reach out to us, send us your weird stuff, your weird stories you want us to dive into, and yeah, that's the Weird Wide Web. <laughs> Whoa, it's weird, but it's wide. <laughs> See you next time for a takeover in twenty episodes. <laughs> <laughs>